0: let's go
1: (laughs) hey craig i recorded that
0: oh excellent
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh dude we have you know what 85 episodes in and we finally made it we made it to a week when there literally ain't shit happening
0: Uh, i don't i i I have nothing to inspire a song or anything (laughs) like it's (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh,
1: I, You know what? Like, I, I, I know we've talked about this on the show before, but, you know, for people who are, you know, relatively new to the show or, or at the very least weren't around at about this time last year, we, we kept like waiting for when we were going to run out of stuff to talk about. And we had, you know, a list of stuff like, you know, just like topics. where'd that list go? Yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. I, I may try to find that during this episode because we we really don't have anything to talk about.
0: Should I think but it's on Google? I might. I it might, look. might
1: be. It might be. So yeah. So anyway, we were stressing like a year ago when the show was pretty new. We were stressing like, man, we're gonna we're gonna get to that point where there's just nothing to talk about and there's nothing to do and, man, I don't know what we're gonna in and, in. And, and, it never actually happened and so we sort of marveled at the fact that it never really happened that like yeah if you just keep plugging away there's always stuff interesting stuff to talk about and uh craig we we have officially reached the point when there is nothing to talk
2: about i mean i I, yeah last year
0: we had two like a basketball coach baseball coach
1: and i did the i did the link post the hot cougar action post this morning and did a little like back to Omaha update, but we've already, talked we've about covered that
0: front and back. Yeah.
1: Like, uh, let's see, there's recruiting stuff happening, but you know, we we've sort of covered, I, I mean, I guess we can talk for two minutes about how we, uh, got a commit from a punter.
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um, no, you, you know what let me, about How we got a commit from a punter. Well, hold on before we do that. Uh, yeah. this is podcast versus everyone. I'm Craig powers sitting with me, not sitting with me. Only Sorry like that. a couple times. Is um is Jeff Newser? That's me. Um, I, I have pulled up our podcast versus everyone summer topic idea brainstorming. I oh,
1: have it. Okay. So send it. To, hold on. Send me the link. So that I can yeah, open I'll it drop,
0: also. I'll drop it to you. Um, okay. Yeah. So you may
1: have to like do a little, like spin the wheel on some of this shit.
0: Oh yeah. There's some good stuff in here. We've done, I think a couple this of the things. This was all you
1: too, wasn't it? By the way. I think you, you added came a couple up with most things. Of these ideas. I,
2: don't know.
0: I think you added a couple things, I don't know.
1: Yeah, everyone in 60s on here, we did figure that out.
0: And then an on-site brewery times. on-site brewery beer bar episodes, flat stick yeah, locations, we did times. that. Yeah. yeah.
1: We did that twice. That was great.
0: Did we do it on Oh yeah, we did it on site at Single Hill. At Single Hill. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Coogan places love it
1: my my local tap room had some uh kegs of single hill just sitting there waiting to be tapped this week and I was like,
0: oh yeah those those Yakima yeah, Valley breweries have been sending more of their beer over here because uh although yeah, people in Yakima if you talk to my dad who was a <laughs> bunch of idiots he says, because 'cause they've been uh, uh not uh following the the stay at home stuff very well and <laughs> That's why you see Wait, are, Yakima is are you wa- saying
1: rural Washington is well not I mean all Yakima's social distancing
0: Yakima's not particularly rural like it's not that rural um there are yeah, rural yeah, areas yeah. of Yakima but Yakima's Yakima county population is similar to Thurston County and Thurston county's going into uh um phase two but Yakima county has not done phase <laughs> two yet. <laughs> um but we are going to yakima this weekend uh finally cracked i uh, gotta go visit the bees grandparents so
1: oh, that's a good uh, th-
0: three months was enough i guess so they're they've they've it's just been a long time but um. I,
1: I will tell you this has been super hard on like my parents and sarah's parents and how they've had a hard, you know not not being able to either see the kids or even they, they've seen them a few times but um, our kids pretty regularly go stay with their grandparents. Right. Like this is when I say pretty regularly, I'm talking usually one weekend a month, pretty minimum, you know, and sometimes it's like two or three weekends in a row where they'll just go stay with grandparents. And not because we're like, get our kids out of here, but because you know, they're like, yeah, kids want to come up. We're like, sure, whatever, you know, have a ball. And, uh, you know, I think it's pretty healthy for, for us in our marriage too, you know, Absolutely. To get a little, little time without, without children where we can go and, and, you know, be together. But, um, but it's, it's been really hard on the grandparents, like, like not being able to have them over for extended periods, not being able to hug them, like, um, we're getting to the point now where we're like okay how can how can we how can we do the hugging okay so let's uh, let's get some masks and part of it is also like we, we've got a couple of grandparents that work in in sort of high risk areas so that's mm-hmm. that's kind of the other piece is um you know we we do have like one grandparent who who is retired and is at home so that's no big deal the other grandparents are kind of in and out of shaky situations, especially one of them. And so it, that makes it a lot tougher. And so we worked out with, with her like, Hey, you know, okay, well let's, let's, let's do a mask and uh, you know, and then we can do, we'll, we'll, you know, wash everybody, will wash their hands and, and then, and then we'll do some hugs and everybody, everybody wins. So yeah. Yeah. We have
0: my, uh, my mom, came over tonight with my she's been living with my sister because she we moved she moved up from back from california three months ago and um you know almost three months ago me and my sister went and picked her up and brought her back and uh she hasn't seen B the whole time and she hadn't seen B um since christmas before that so it's it it's been you know she hadn't seen B for like five months or almost six months. And, and so she finally, uh, got to see her, uh, uh tonight and she was just like, you know, over the moon and B was so excited. And so now we're going to go see the, uh, the other grandparents and my dad and stuff. And it's just like, uh, cause we live so far away. It's, it's kinda, it's kinda rough. Um, you know, uh, being able to see people, um, obviously my mom and my sister live 20 minutes away, but we have not seen, cause my mom is, um, in some ways a little, um, uh, you know, immunocompromised, uh, she's had right. some, some, uh, strange, uh, strange diseases that you can only get in central California. Um, <laughs> but, uh, um, but, um, but my, uh, uh, we, we, it's kind of funny. I was talking to my sister and I, I told her yesterday, I was like, Hey, we're just to let you know, we're going over to Yakima. And, and she's like, Oh, well, when do you think it's going to be okay for mom to come visit? Well, I'm like, well, I was like, well, it's. We were waiting for you guys to say that, like when mom felt comfortable, because obviously Amanda works in a hospital, but yeah, um, but she works in Olympia. And uh, frankly, there have not been that many cases in Olympia. Um, She has not come in contact with anyone um, that has it. Uh, So uh, we've just kind of and now Olympia Thurston is moving to phase two. We're kind of feeling. A little bit more comfortable um obviously it's you You feel uncomfortable with every contact with you it's funny when when they were coming over we knew they were coming over and we were talking like i don't even know like i should be excited i i haven't seen my mom since the night we drove her back from california and yeah. i dropped her off at my sister's house I, I haven't seen my sister in that since then either i haven't seen my little niece since then like she's uh, like ten months now, or and and uh, I haven't seen her since she was like seven months. So it's like a crazy amount of development. Like she's a totally different little thing now. <laughs> yeah. Um. And so it's just like she, I should she's be exci- right in
1: that time when like every couple of days they're doing something new.
0: Yeah. But yeah, I'm like I should be excited, but I was just like it feels weird. I'm just kind of like uh, feels strange about this. Uh, you know, because we haven't had people over. You know, the only right. person we had over. It, um, in the last three months uh was the uh a notary that came to uh to finalize it so we could sign the final papers on closing on our uh refinance taking advantage of the one good thing uh, in the yeah. in the COVID yeah. it was the low interest rates and so like so that's the you know, that was weird having someone over like b was just like freaking out and i kept her away obviously like i uh, you know we kept her away as much as we could like um and uh but she was just like, why is someone here? But she was so excited when my mom and sister and oh, and, and her cousin showed up today, and it was oh, so man. we, you know, we just uh, you know, we sit in the uh, sit sit around outside, sit around in the living room, you know, kind of separated, um, but having, you know being able to hang out together and and stuff, it's 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 nice, you know, um, but whatever. Uh, that, see, this is the kind of stuff you talk about when uh, you don't need anything to talk about. <laughs> Welcome to Podcasters, Everyone. This is a cute podcast. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so, it could be worse. We could
1: talk about how a German soccer team ruined our day earlier this week.
0: Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> I will say uh, there is a point... Uh for that game, they had been piping in sound, but not really that. Like it was mostly just kind of like noise, like general noise. Like it was kind of this like buzzing sound. But they like they literally piped in like a recording of fans cheering for that entire thing. And and like (laughs) what did you think of that?
1: I you know, I really liked it. Um a lot of you know, I listened to a fair number of podcasts. I've been listening to a lot of number of podcasts on the Bundesliga to try and kind of catch up and understand it and kind of know what's going on with the different teams and there, there's one particular particular guy couple couple guys who are like oh don't do that don't don't you know no artificial sound it'll be terrible it'll all right you're not fooling anybody it's like the point isn't to fool anybody <laughs> the point is to make it seem at least a little more normal yeah and uh apparently so what I heard was that um the sound that we heard on the broadcast was actually just on the broadcast it was not in the in the stadium oh interesting so which I thought was whatever they did they made it sound like it was coming from in the stadium I don't yeah know. they did yeah I like I don't know if that makes sense but that's kind of what it that that's how how it sounded to me was that it sounded like it was uh, coming from inside the stadium so kudos to them and it was uh pretty pretty natural um, yeah. they did a good job like well and doing soccer is, yeah. yeah
0: soccer is kind of a, a a good one because like the fans are kind of chanting throughout like so it's not right, it's not as right. much as not quite it's as not like you're just hitting a yeah. button when yeah. something good or bad yeah. happens
1: so they they did a pretty good job like transitioning from good to bad things. Uh, when, when something seemed a little questionable, they had a little button that, that had the whistles, which of course we don't, we don't really do that over here, but, um, it's a very common thing in European soccer
0: to it's whistle very
1: over, over a disagree, disagreeable call.
0: It's very confusing. I don't know if you've like, if you when I've watched European soccer, like it throws me off so much. Like,
1: yeah, they don't boo, uh, they whistle,
0: they whistle. And then like, it, it they whistle really well, like it sounds like a, a ref whistle, yeah. and you're like, huh? huh? Yeah, they
1: probably they probably raise their kids to be able to whistle at referees. Have I mean,
0: you noticed know, so they they implement that in FIFA too? Like yeah, uh, like it's in FIFA, <laughs> and it. I swear my I stuck my I'll have a defender on someone, and then I'll st- hesitate because I hear that whistle. I haven't gotten used to it. Like, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: so yeah, but it was um that was interesting. I'm not sure. I'm not sure, you know, you mentioned, I think the, the key element, which is that with soccer, the, the sound is just pretty continuous. Right. Um, especially in songs. a, in a,
0: like, especially in a stadium that like Dortmund has, like right. it's very raucous.
1: So there are songs, there are chants, there are cheers. Um, it's pretty, and, and then soccer itself being a continuous sport, right. Lends yep. itself to that. Um, football obviously is not. So I, I assume yeah, that's kind of where tough. you were going was thinking yep. about this fall and if there are no fans in the stands and how that works or what that looks like and, or what it sounds like is probably a better way to put it. And, um, I, you know, I'm not sure. I, I mean, I guess you could just have a baseline level of like, like crowd the buzz, noise. Like a buzz yeah. sort of thing. And then I don't know when something good happens, like you push a button and people cheer. I mean, I don't know. Like it's, uh. Uh, it's, it's like I will a laugh say this track like, for like
0: yeah. on the 90s comedy
1: but i will say i mean you know after having gone through it it's it's it wasn't i thought it would be okay from the beginning like even when they weren't doing it i was like this would actually i think work okay um and then they did it and i was like yeah that that was about what i thought like it just it's it's we talked about last week how it's just kind of creepy <laughs> when all you hear is like the thumping of the ball yeah and yeah. guys yelling at each other. And, Especially there was a yeah. there was
0: another match uh, the first week it was back that played after, um, uh, after the Dortmund match and and they didn't play any sound at all in the stadium. Yeah. They didn't play any sound anywhere, and it was very weird. But yeah, but the the one bummer is of them playing, and I think part of why they did it too because it was like kind of a rivalry match is that is you could not hear the uh the swearing at the between the players as much um uh which was fun when uh schalke schalke and uh and dortmund played or schalke schalke however you say it. yeah i don't know close yeah. enough whatever i don't speak german they don't um, they don't deserve
1: they don't deserve your respect of pronouncing their name correctly
0: oh i i want to say uh, there's another part um so uh you uh, you play fifa yearly um i i buy fifa every year or two you know whatever um you know there's there's pro evolution soccer as well as obviously a competitor yeah. and and they're they're always trying to you know there's people that say the the soccer is better or whatever which they could be like I, i'm ea makes uh, a, a lot of shitty sports games so it, like very well could be a better experience soccer wise um but I, i'm not uh that uh intelligent enough to know <laughs> um, know. At, um uh, but uh but they've been kind of tickets so what's happened between the fight between these two is they've been getting like partnerships from different clubs and so like juventus the famous uh, italian club um one of the most famous clubs in the world that christian ronaldo cristiano ronaldo plays for um uh, is not in fifa uh they are called uh, although Cristiano Ronaldo and all the players are in FIFA, but the the, the uh, team is not in FIFA because they have an exclusive um, uh, uh, deal with uh, Pro Evolution Soccer. I noticed that even though Schalke is in um, is in FIFA, obviously because uh, uh, FIFA has a uh, an agreement with the Bundesliga, but they have a partnership with Pro Evolution Soccer. So we definitely cannot buy Pro Evolution Soccer because. Shaka has a has a has a partnership with them, so it's tainted. It's awful. It's mm. terrible. Mm. So don't even consider it, man.
1: Okay, I will not consider it then.
0: A proper a proper Dortmund fan would never consider it. That's
1: right. That's me, lifelong Dortmund fan.
0: I think the Huskies have a have a, a partnership with them as well, actually. So, <sighs> well, oh, speaking of nice that, um, comeback story of the day. Uh, um WSU was a d- cougar gold cheese uh today yeah. it was pitted against um I'm scrolling through uh, against some nonsense you know uh from the, the UW campus blossoms, the cherry, cherry blossoms. blossoms yeah which are, I, I
1: will allow they are pretty beautiful
0: yeah whatever man Who but cares they're no they're terrible cougar gold well yeah and they're not cougar gold you can't which is, eat them so uh about a uh, So obviously, you know, you run a Twitter poll, it runs for 24 hours, whatever. Right. Um, So the Pac-12 network has been running these posts. Um, uh, Not that popular, honestly. Um, 564 total votes by the end, uh, which is why uh, I think the Cougs were able to, who were trailing with two hours left we're able to win comfortably 50 56% to 44%. Yeah. Um I I in, I I'm just going to go ahead and pat ourselves on the back, Jeff, cuz yeah. uh, all the all us kook Center folk tweeted we uh, amplified uh, it. We amplified it. Bam, we we got us over the top. Um congrats to us. Um uh great job us uh we're we are very important um influencers in the cougar sphere also just happy to see cougar gold cheese now going up to to against shout at Otzen, which is the lamest thing i've ever heard what even is that like i'm guessing they sing shout oh like the song
1: oh you know what that that kind of makes some sense though because i know that um animal house was filmed on their campus oh so that's okay. my guess. i'm guessing that's well that's I'm just i'm that's just fine. guessing that's the connection that they do that's fine it, i as, guess as an ode to uh or as a homage to to yeah. animal house i haven't
0: i haven't been to a game in, in eugene yeah fun um, fact
1: animal house was uh based off of uh, a chapter of my fraternity at some college on the east coast so all right we wore that as a badge of pride Oh During yeah! Initiation. Let me tell you that.
0: Yeah, I'm sure you did.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, let me tell you. But
0: okay, so watch out, Coug fans, for that next poll, um, so we can tomorrow? beat out. When I this? was sad. Shout out, and beat out Gary Payton's trash talk. That's so to, terrible. Yeah, I assume it's going to be tomorrow. I Urban don't know.
1: State fans are really falling down on the job.
0: Seriously, get what? I mean, I, it it would have been kind of hard for me to vote. Gary Payton's trash talk against Cougar Gold, both like titans yeah. in their respective I, industries.
1: I know. You can't even like, you can't even do that. By the way, if you hear that, my child is.
0: I don't know. You, you could have heard. Uh, he
1: roared into the microphone. He tried to scare me. Oh. It didn't really yeah, work. But I,
0: I was I was blathering about, so I don't
1: know. <laughs> No, it's, I mean, Gary Payton's trash talk. Like, I, I just watched episode eight of The Last Dance. Ah, uh,
0: yes. Goddamn. That one that one's the one that turn turned me to be like fuck this like it's too much too, Michael Jordan too-
1: laughing at Gary Payton.
0: Oh, that that was the one where like yeah, it's fine. they it's 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 one-sided. We get it. And then then of course that episode was like this is bullshit. Yeah. Like look up his I, numbers when Payton was guarding him.
1: Absolutely. Like Gary Payton was a monster. As as I said on Slack for for any Sonics fans out there, that that series was 100% decided by Ron Harper and Nate McMillan. Like yeah. that was, that that series did not come down to Michael Jordan and Gary Payton. It was two, uh, two hobbling point guards Six men. who both had injuries. Uh, and and both of them were, were sort of the difference makers, the X factors for their team. And, and when they played, their teams played really well. And when they didn't play, their teams play, didn't play that well. And, you know, yeah, it's I don't know, man, as a Sonics fan, like wh- whenever I see that stuff, I'm both like it, it both makes me smile and makes me pissed and I get depressed all over again. And I'll never uh, I'll never quite get over losing the Sonics, man. It's it, it's one of the I, not to get like super dramatic, but I'm going to anyway, because it, it, I'm not I'm just not being hyperbolic when I say it was of uh, it still is one of the saddest things in my life.
2: Um,
0: yeah, no, 100 percent agree. Like
1: if, if someone took that, I mean, really, it, it would be like if someone took the Cougs away from me. It, it was the Sonics were my first love. Yeah. As a sports team, Same. I mean, I was, uh, you know, growing basically coming of age as a sports fan during the time when uh, they were awesome under George Carl and uh, I still remember them losing to the Nuggets and how that crushed me, and then and then the yeah. joy of '96 and. Um, you know, and some of the other stuff, I mean, they just, they, they were consistently good for quite a while, you know, pretty much for a decade and, mm-hmm. um, they had some you know, of the they, mo- two, couple and, of and the they more
0: played, dynamic players in the, in the and, league. Yeah.
1: And they played a really exciting, fun brand of basketball, yeah, trapping like just, defense. And, yeah. They trapped on defense. They forced turnovers. They shot threes. I was, I was talking about this with Kyle Sherwood the other day on, on Slack, we were, DMing back and forth a little bit and and the Sonics were, were really ahead of their time in terms of the number of threes that they shot. Um, They shot way more than they were like third or fourth in the league, I think in three point attempts in 96. And, you know, we're kind of ahead of the curve on that. Um, Weren't really ahead of the curve defensively on that. (laughs) They allowed a lot of threes also, but um, you know, it just was, you know, they, they just were fun, man. They, they played at a high tempo. they, Um, you know, they had dudes who could, who could fly like, like, uh, you know, like obviously like Sean Kemp and, um, quite literally, yeah, I mean, quite literally, you know, and so I've, I've, I've kind of gone into, uh, kind of gone into the YouTube rabbit hole to find whatever games I can find of those, uh, of those old Sonics teams and
0: yeah, basically like 87 through 97
1: and anything, you know, when I find games at key arena and, and there's a fair number of them. When I find games at Key Arena, and they do um, – and this is the thing that gets me, which is I, I don't know – like so when you go to a Cougar game, like I imagine there's there's a little bit of you like the very first time Glenn Johnson goes, and that's another. And you go, Cougar, first down. You're like, oh, my God, this is so great. I'm back at Martin Stadium. Because right? yep. it's a Martin Stadium thing, right? Yep. Um, you know, when I watch these games at Key Arena, it's, it's kind of the same deal. You know, when Gary Payton streaks by someone for a layup. Yeah, the, They go, the Gary road, Payton. And then there's like the roadrunner road road runner and like runner. the squealing tires yeah. and – you know, and it's and it's oh, just man. like, or, it, you know, Sean Kemp goes in for a dunk and they do the thunder, you know, for the rain, man. And it's just all that stuff. And it just takes me back um, to that time. And, you know, I went to a lot of Sonics games back in the day. And, um, yeah, it just, yeah, you know, it reminds me of, of what they were and how much I miss having the NBA around. And, um, yeah, man,
0: and it's kind of like it's like this um, – it, it kind of makes it worse that uh, Calabro works for the Blazers because, like <sighs> –
1: yeah, no kidding.
0: Like, I, I know he relished that, that Dame Lillard 3 to beat um, the Thunder, but, like, it was still, it's like, like, he, he's ours, man. Like, come yeah. on. Like, yep.
1: But I also don't blame him for Oh, good, yeah. I mean, Make, he, he like wasn't – all the other stuff he did, he, frankly – I love him to death, but, frankly, he was made for the NBA. Oh, and yeah. And the other stuff he tried to do was – not as good of his, as his work in the nba i mean he tried doing let's see he had a rate he had a talk show talk radio show in seattle uh did some did, he was the uh play-by-play guy for the sounders their first season which yeah. a lot of people don't remember yeah uh, i've heard he got, some of those uh, yeah, yeah yeah and i mean <laughs> and it wasn't like it wasn't for lack of trying i mean he gave it you know he, he's a pro like he gave it a good effort and then uh you know, he did some Pac-12 Network stuff, doing football and basketball for that, and uh, not great. And, you know, so he kind of took – he didn't really take any time off I me. Mean, he was doing like, uh, like NBA on ESPN radio stuff, I think, is what he was doing in the meantime. Um, but then eventually, you know, the Blazers convinced him to come down once it became clear that – uh, that the Sonics were, were not, not coming time back, soon. yeah, and uh, and yeah, so I mean he gets to do that, and I, I catch him every once in a while on NBCSN and or N- uh, NBC Northwest Sports Northwest or whatever it's called uh, with the Blazers broadcasts. And honestly, the worst part about it is is uh, Lamar Hurd is his partner, and he's uh, uh, iffy. <laughs> we get him on KU broadcasts. <laughs> we used, we used to get him Cougs on Coug play, broadcasts whenever they play at Oregon State. Yeah. So uh, it's a little, it's a little like really. That's you know, Portland. That's the best she could do. But um, did he
0: play for the Blazers? No. How, what?
1: Oregon State? Went to yeah. Oregon State?
2: <laughs>
0: they 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 couldn't find <laughs> anyone else.
1: I think I think he did like some like Blazers like uh, pregame halftime postgame stuff on the network. And there actually, couldn't there couldn't you know, have
0: been see, but, a better duo. In the NBA than uh, Calabro and Marcus Johnson, honestly. I, I,
1: I think you misspoke. I think you mean a better duo in the history of basketball broadcasting yeah. is what I think you meant to say.
0: That was amazing. <laughs> that, it was dude, so fantastic. Marcus Johnson's like deep tones and just like cool guy. Everything. He was just cool. Yep
1: and the way they would play off of each other oh
0: they were so good yeah it was fantastic uh, Goku <sighs> god damn it Craig. oh there's my dogs uh, <sighs> that means uh, probably my my sister and uh, mom and uh, niece god. are leaving son of a but, bitch uh, but yeah but god damn man.
1: David Stern
0: yeah that son of a bitch we could we could do uh, a podcast series on that uh, we that, could like many have done um,
2: <laughs> yeah
0: um but yeah, uh Cougs, I don't know. Fuck, I don't know. I don't got nothing to talk about. Uh, we we have a yeah, we signed an Australian punter. Just
1: Yay. like so, Punter. Woo! Uh, he's Australian. Utah's had a lot of success with that, right?
0: Uh, I think the from Seahawks the Seahawks have an Australian punter. From the same academy or whatever. <laughs> like it's Yeah. Um I hope he never gets to play. Yeah, me too. I hope they never use him.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, like, I don't know. Did you hear, like, they they got a commit from a punter and went, why?
0: Yeah. Like, that like, was my
1: first reaction.
0: Like, we're giving a scholarship to a punter? I don't, <laughs> okay. Like, um, I don't care
1: how good he is. On Truly, truly. And I mean that sincerely. Like, I do not care how good he is.
0: Unless he I can uh, play on unless he's, scholarship if he maybe if he's six two three thirty and can play a nose tackle then uh and also punt then I'm totally down for that
1: i mean it's 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 like simple math like like recruiting is probabilities right like like we've had we had a conversation about probabilities <laughs> today like it it's it's you know you you're trying to like get as many bites at the apple as you can, you know like throw as many darts at the dartboard as you can like like it's you know that some of the recruits aren't going to work out. So you're trying to give yourself the best chance possible to uh, succeed. And and one of the things that, um, you know, maybe isn't the best use of a scholarship or, or or what we would call an initial scholarship, right, which is when someone signs, um, is, you know, giving it to a, to a kicker, like that's to a specialist. Like that's just kind – of, I'm not saying it's a waste of a scholarship. Um, but, you know, like college sports is littered with – you know, kickers who sign and suck when they show up. Not yeah. saying this guy's going to suck. He might be awesome. He might be WSU the best we've ever seen. WSU
0: gave a scholarship to a kicker a few years. I swear Leach did once. I mean, I don't think the guy ever saw the field.
1: Leach, I think tried to. Oh, tried and then, to. And and then oh, he f- flipped to UW. And then guess what? Guess what he did at UW? He sucked.
0: He sucked. That's right.
1: <laughs> he sucked. Like, I mean, I think we all like not to not to rip on the guy, but I think we all have, you know, visions of Lauren Langley in our head. Right. Like,
0: Mm
2: -hmm. I
1: I mean, it's just there are so many examples of kickers who show up and are not good. And, you know, typically what you do is what Leach did. uh, Leach did the last handful of years, which is, you know, you send out Eric Mealy and you say, okay, go find a bunch of walk ons and um, let them show up and, and kick and. Uh, if they prove that they don't suck, then maybe we'll consider giving one of them a scholarship. So Dragisevich is on scholarship right now, which was only after he had an awesome year. And you're like, OK, this guy can kick. Right. Like, um, you know, kickers, we, we've, we've got a history of kickers, you know, doing that, too. Although I think I do want to say I think Mazza went on scholarship immediately when he transferred i'm not i'm not positive about that but i think that's the case Um, but again that's a guy who had sort of proven you know to some degree that he could do it so anyway it's just it's not the greatest strategy to be handing out initial scholarships to kickers um, because you only get 25 of them a year and you know you got to restock the talent and you know you can always give a scholarship to a kicker later um, and there are a lot of them around so. I mean,
0: if this guy is Reed Forrest, then I fine. mean, let's be if, real. If he can average 15 yards though. a carry and, you know, be the best offensive player you have, you know, then, then yeah. Give him a scholarship.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. I mean, it, I probably wouldn't think it was as big of a deal if I wasn't looking at the rest of the class and worrying like crazy. Yeah, which so. we've yeah, which, which we've, we've covered. covered. Um, I mean, Leach signed a long snapper a couple of years ago, for goodness sake. So I'm not, I mean, that that's like crazy pants. But, um, and, and yeah, again. These are players that we more, never want more to power see to the field. Kid. We I'm, want to I'm score happy, touchdowns every time. I'm happy for the kid who got a scholarship. This is not a personal uh, assessment. It's just a, you know, what's General what's a good allocation strategic. of resources. Yeah. And maybe not giving an initial scholarship to, to a specialist is... is a good idea but whatever you know whatever, whatever.
0: Man. i don't know if you all noticed that uh jeff and i are uh, interrupting each other more
1: <laughs> we we tend to do that when we've had a couple
0: yep well <laughs> i was drinking some beers with my sister and, and yeah uh, i was and, grilling uh,
1: burgers
0: there you go it's a good night. we had started some pizza it was a great wow. night but we don't have good know.
1: pizza out here in rural <sighs> well
0: tacoma even the whole entire city there isn't many good places my my favorite place uh, that i've zeroed in on is half pint there's also a pretty good place uh that's kug owned um which i the name is slipping me that we went while Hi- half pint was closed uh shit god damn it um uh they're great they have like Coog memorabilia up and and someone's yelling <laughs> and at, at me right now um <laughs> Uh, they have a dog as their, yelling at you to, to, they have a dog at the uh, no I just any person any kook that lives in tacoma is yelling at me right now oh, they, they have a they I have a you. dog as their logo um uh, sammy's sammy's pizza there we there go, go. Um, uh, there's they have a couple locations but yeah they make some pretty good pizza too um oh, but right. half pint's a little cheaper and yeah pretty similar quality so uh we go there but i have heard that sammy's is a great place to watch cougar games um mm-hmm. and I, i'll be in there they have cougar memorabilia everywhere both locations um i've heard they play all the games so um, maybe they check should them sponsor out.
1: the show and then we'll come record a show from there
0: yeah that'd be great that's what we should do yeah get on that you're just trying to get free shit jeff come on
1: isn't that what this is all about
0: that's why we do what we do.
1: SB Nation is paying us so much money to do this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I a mean... penny for a penny for your thoughts, Joe? <laughs> a penny for your thoughts. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Literally. Literally a penny for my thoughts. Oh man.
0: Anyway. We're not get an email in the morning. <laughs> yeah, right. Nobody listens to nobody us. Nobody listens to us. At least not, no
1: nobody from SB Nation does. Hey, one they've
0: thing got, we, They got bigger look, fish to fry right now. We we joke, we joke, we'll joke about the compensation because that's, it is a bit of a joke. But but the one thing the SB Nation has never done, for us at least, I don't know if other team sites, they've never told us what to do. We no. have never, ever, ever been told what well, to do. Well,
1: that's, I mean... That's the uh, that's sort of the beauty of, of working for SB Nation, right? Is like uh, it's it's, you know, like the pay is crap, but at the same time, we get to do pretty much whatever the hell we want. So it's a pretty and
0: we have fun off.
1: and we have so, fun.
0: So uh, I, I think uh, we can take a break so SB Nation can pay the bills <laughs> and yep. then we'll come back. Maybe talk about beer. Talk about maybe Marvin Cannon. Sure. Um, even though we've talked about him (laughs) (laughs) quite a bit already. Um, but, uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, let's go to break. And we're back. Back. Back.
1: You know what that is? No. It's the sound of a cannon. (laughs) (laughs) Did it sound like one?
0: okay man no No. yes no maybe no a little no not a little sure all right
1: (laughs) (laughs) marvin cannon's transferring in the least surprising news of
0: the year yeah this was uh i mean obviously he tried to leave uh last year um and then
1: my my sense isn't that he that he tried to leave he just kind of
0: thought maybe I should was thinking. Well, there was like I'm
1: going to, and then you know. Well, there was some. Back, so
0: you know, there was some thought that he wanted to go closer to home because right. he's from the East Coast. But. Right.
1: Yeah that that was the thing floating around at the time was that he was because he's from Virginia, so Virginia, right? I'm not yeah. speaking out of my ass on that. Uh, so that's pretty far away from Pullman, Richmond, Virginia. There we go, pretty far from Pullman, and you know he had some other you know, whatever, like, like just, you know, uncertainty of a coaching change and et cetera, and decided to come back and, uh, you know, didn't, didn't have the greatest, uh, individual year. So, Mm. which,
2: yeah.
0: Yeah. It's funny. He just looked kind of out of sync, particularly offensively, um, the whole year. Um, he shot really well from outside his first season in Pullman did, was not good like surprisingly well yeah he does not have a good looking stroke uh but i mean we were both of you and i were very we were happy that he came back because yeah he just seems like the kind of toolsy guy that uh would would have fit really well with uh kyle smith because he's he's long he plays you know he's he plays d i mean he can jump like he can offensive rebound, he can shoot threes, so he's got a lot of tools. But um, and and all you know, obviously we're um, uh, advanced stat nerds, and and his like offensive rating looks okay. It's one hundred seven point four, whatever. Um, but honestly, at get at his low usage rate, it's not that exciting. Um, a, a good teams have guys at a 14% usage rate, have like 120 offensive right. ratings because all right. they do is hit open threes or right. all they do is hit open layups or, or free throws or whatever. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they dunk or whatever. You know, you're looking like a guy like Pollard who had a 15% offensive rating or 15% usage and had a 118 offensive rating. That's what you're expecting right. out, of, out of those kind of those right. if you've uh, got a low, limited contributors.
1: If you've got a low usage and your efficiency sucks, that's a real problem.
0: Which I'll say Marvin's did not suck it was it just wasn't it just was you not know, like, like sky high it's not like a guy like you look at like Koontz. his coons was because uh, he really was very limited like Marvin at least you know because he attacks the um offensive glass would draw some fouls get to the free throw line whatever um but he really he he really showed an inability to uh um in mean, which we knew he was in inability to kind of create any shot for himself.
1: Yeah. I mean Jeff Pollard's a really good example of what you're hoping for with low usage guys like his often, his efficiency was one eighteen, which uh translates into roughly you know one point one eight points per possession used for him, which again is is really efficient and he does didn't you know take many shots. Didn't use many possessions. That's really what you're hoping for. Like when you go back to like the, you know, the old Tony Bennett teams, um, you start looking down the roster and you see guys like Caleb Forrest, right? Like I know you and I talked about Caleb Forrest the other day. The miracle of Caleb Forrest. Yeah, David Harmeling when he still remembered how to shoot. um, You know, those kinds of guys, you know. Robbie Calgill even. Robbie Calgill is a great example. Yeah, low usage, high efficiency guys. Um, you know, you, you definitely need those guys on your roster. Jeff Pollard's what you're shooting for. Well, Jeff Pollard's kind of the only guy that we had in that range. Yeah. but Cannon was pretty good too. Um, yeah, in that sense. it he was you, you pretty know, good. 107 is not terrible. Like it, was, it was.
0: It's entirely much like his uh, his season last year it was is built quite a bit on on free throw rate, right? Which which is good. Which
1: is okay. Um, but you know, when you watched him on the floor, it was it was pretty clear. Um, you know, what his limitations are and and why he was always maybe going to struggle to be a consistent scorer. He's just not, um, he's not an adequate, adic- he's not even really an adequate ball handler. Um, nope. Y- and as far as the shooting goes, I know that like two years ago, you and I sort of marvel <laughs> marveled at the fact that his three-point percentage was reasonably high and that his free throw percentage was really, really, really high. I think both the you and I had a feeling that 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 was um, that there was some randomness involved in maybe it being higher than what his true talent level was, um, just in terms of watching the stroke,
2: yeah. and
1: not that that's always a reliable indicator. You know, I know another thing I was marveling at recently was Sean uh, Sean Marion's uh, old <laughs> shooting stroke, with or even Phoenix Reggie sets. Miller, man. Yeah. yeah. So that's not always the greatest measure but um but I know with Kennan it just always looked very like uh, you There's know, a hitch. There's a yeah, hitch. Yeah, there's for a hitch sure. and it's just not real fluid and you just feel like uh ah. um and so when it well, started it, to yeah. drop off toward the end of his sophomore year.
0: Yeah, because that that definitely because he was shooting like fifty percent from three at one point, yeah. point.
1: and and like ninety eight percent from the free throw line, yeah. like it was like what? And then it started to drop off a little bit, and you are like, okay, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, you look
0: at the conference only uh, right. stats are quite a lower, yeah.
1: And so then last year, similar kind of deal, you know, but had had even maybe a little bit more difficult time shooting. I mean, he only shot twenty three percent from three, which um, is is I think probably worse than his true talent level but yeah also you know again the randomness kicking in on that just a little bit sequencing whatever when i i definitely think
0: so. without you know like uh uh you know a true score like without like uh he they had ellaby and they and <laughs> uh shit you know i've had too much to drink um but um <laughs> they had ellaby and they had robert franks and so like oh, you're talking about he, two years ago yeah yeah, yeah yeah two years ago he was okay. getting uh, it was a lot of corner uh i mean and and the corner is not as big a deal in college basketball because uh it's the same distance right. all the it's way around shot. In, in college in, in nba it's shorter the corner three is like a foot shorter than the, well than and the by top the three. way
1: he only shot 33 percent on 54 threes
0: well that's what we're saying he was at 50 so percent and then it wasn't good and he <laughs> only play. like it, it was he started so in non-conference play or he was eight of 19 so right. he was hitting almost you know 40 some percent and then conference play 10 of 35, 10 of 35. so it's like uh, it, he's he definitely went downhill um i i i and and the thing yeah like i think he probably had took some tougher looks, but he actually, uh, part of this was the free throws. Part of this was, um, I just don't think he had the same freedom to roam about in in Kyle Smith's offense that he yeah. did in, in Ernie Kent's kind of like roll him out and let him go type well, approach. And in um, Ernie's
1: offense, he was surrounded by dudes who could shoot. Yeah. And, you know, so he was free to just sort of slash to the basket, dive to the basket, um, you know, those are things that he was able to do. And, and Kyle Smith, you know, talks about how he wants six tool guys and he wants them to be able to shoot and dribble and pass and all these other things. And you kind of sit there and go, well, isn't that what every coach is looking for? They want that. Like, yeah, doesn't course, every coach right. want guys who can do all those things?
0: And apparently they don't. Yeah.
1: But when you watch the team this year, it be it, like it, it became more clear what he was actually talking about. Like like he quite literally needs guys who can do multiple things. And yeah. If you have things that you can't do very well, that's actually a problem. Yeah. And that's I think what we saw with Marvin Cannon was, you know, it's a guy who can't really dribble, a guy who can't really pass uh, really at all. And and those two things really made him I mean, he just like lost on offense most of the time because he couldn't really do either of those things. And so, you know, for his sake, I hope um, I really hope he ends up at a program that plays at his strengths. Um, and, and to me that's a program that uh, maybe presses on defense oh, yeah. and then also on offense wants to get out and run as much as possible um, and just allows him to maybe move away from the ball cut to the basket those kinds of things where he can really just kind of use his athleticism because his athleticism is great and, and yeah that was he the is, part that was always tantalizing yeah,
0: yeah and he, he's got long arms six five he plays a lot bigger than six five yep yeah um, he's very slender but um he does play a lot longer than his height and because he can he can jump like with the best of them and um i i I think he could crush it in a mid-major league um with the right team which is probably where he'll end up i'm sure um i i think he'll go i wouldn't be surprised if he went and had a great season and uh and and kook fans will go oh i wish we had him and it's like well sometimes these guys just don't fit you know yeah because actually his his usage we were talking about his low he had you know pretty low usage the season before at 18 percent, but to drop four percent so he was even less like quite a bit less of a factor on offense than he was the season before because he really just wasn't finding the shots like and um obviously Smith's philosophy was not to have him crash the offensive glass as much. Um, even though I, well, I'll let me, you know, uh, fact check myself right there. He actually had a higher offensive rebounding percentage (laughs) this season, but, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe, you know, he's, he wasn't getting as many, um, like his free throw rate dipped a little bit, that probably had a little bit to do with it. But he also just there was a lot of times he was on the the floor offensively and he would just disappear and not really be a factor in any way. Um, and obviously he was in and out of injuries uh, too. Um, yeah. Hopefully next season he can stay healthy. He can find a place that he fits and because um, um, I, I I I think he's got lots of. Uh, Lots of tools yeah. that can make him good. It just didn't. It just didn't work this year, and that happens. And, it, and it's it's nothing against Kyle Smith. Nothing against Marvin Cannon. Um, but I hope he can have a great senior year, and and you know have a good time, and hopefully win some games, score some points, um, dunk on some fools because that's what he's very good at. Um, and but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I like the kid. Um, I know you and I were excited when he came back yeah, and it just, sure. it's, it just didn't work out. It yep. just, it happens, you know, life. Sometimes it's like that.
1: He, yep. he really did his best work. I mean, we, we kind of referenced this earlier, but he did his best work in non-conference. Um, you know, his conference only stats the last couple of years were not great. Um, but so like his conference only efficiency last year was 94. His overall efficiency though was 107. So that should tell you kind of what he did did in, in those minutes during non-conference well, yeah his right?
0: and, and and a lot of that was the what it was the old dominion or i can't remember yeah, which uh, it, in the tournament he had a yeah. in the in the preseason tournament he had a yeah. really good but same
1: game. thing the year before like he yeah. uh you know overall offensive efficiency of 108 uh conference only of 98 so yeah. um again did really well against the lesser competition struggled more against uh, against high major competition so um yeah i mean if hopefully if he ends up in the right kind of spot you know i mean i mean like you could see him land at a place I, I don't know like florida gulf coast right like you know go do go do uh, lob city <laughs> and, are they still mean, doing that i i don't think they are but you know what i mean like that sort of a style that'd be cool if they were
0: that yeah. like like if they like some it infield assistant cool. is still there it would actually be cool actually, i'm gonna pull them up um, see what they're like uh, so
1: yeah i mean someplace like that i'm sure he could succeed uh, and be and you know do some things and um oh man so Florida good- Gulf Coast sucks now <laughs> that's sad uh-oh never mind just and they play so there. slow
0: dude their tempo uh, is so, okay, so slow all right so that's what we really
1: need to look at we need to look at like who's got like high tempo Like
0: all right what year was infield there was that like 13 Marshall yeah. send him
1: to Marshall oh you can go play for D'Antoni at Marshall that'd be great
0: Wait, oh, Dan Tony's a marshal. That's right.
1: Yeah, Dan Dan Tony. They're like high tempo, uh, lots of twos. They don't shoot a ton of threes.
0: Man, it. course, lots of
1: turnovers on defense. That's where he should go. Rest That's in peace, Marsh
0: Madness. Fucking Florida Gulf Coast was the shit. Yes, that was, was one that of the best fun. things of all time.
1: That was super fun.
0: right I, I still, I have a, I have an FGCU shirt. Do you I'd, really? I do. That's I I, awesome. I had to buy one due to. it. Well, you know, I was I was uh, I was for college ball, college ball basketball prospectus and and um, um and uh, ESPN those years I was covering uh, the uh, uh, Atlantic Sun, so like, I I I knew a lot about that team and and it's funny what I wrote in my preview the year that they went to the Sweet Sixteen. Was that they were one year from being amazing? Like, uh, like next year they're going to be amazing. Like, they're going to be a really good team, and and they just like beat me. You know, I was a year off. Like, they were just really good that season, um, and truthfully, they were they were pretty good, and then they just like upset some people, and like, uh, and, and then just in a really like the thing about Florida Gulf Coast is they did it in this fashion that that. Uh, low majors never ever ever do like it's always like you know holding on to the ball and hitting a bunch of threes but they're like no screw you we're gonna do lobs and dunks and and that was a blast man and yeah. and that make this now it's making me miss the tournament again <laughs> god uh, damn it man. like
1: everything we're talking about tonight is making us sad and making us miss things like i know
0: on. god dang was it really just the one year that Andy Enfield took him to the tournament, and then yeah. the next year, and then yeah. he bolted? Then he, went he to was USC. like, "I'm out
1: of here, dude." Every good college coach knows like when it's time to go. That includes Tony and it, Bennett.
0: And I, and I will say, like he he's made USC better. Like it probably not. Yeah probably not achieved what usc could like you could probably achieve at usc honestly but yeah but but really no one, h- hardly anyone has so i don't know historically
1: they haven't been great though that, That's yeah always so, been. so they are right up there with like so we talk about how uh arizona state football is like this sleeping giant right, right sleeping yeah. giant someone's gonna awaken the sleeping giant it's like you know what after all these years like don't you think someone would have woken it up by now yeah like if if, if it really is a sleeping giant, don't you think someone would have done that at this point?
0: Yeah. And so if they
1: haven't, why not?
0: U.S. They would have went to Enfield's third tournament this year. Yes, they would um, have. They would, have. And they probably would have been like a eight or nine seed, I think, probably. Yeah. Um. So he's had an eight seed and 11 seed. The best seed. Good Lord. In the he's chem-
1: been there seven damn years.
0: It's it's. I don't know, dude. We're old. We're
1: so fucking old. Oh, my God.
0: He's still Dunk City to me, man. He's I was still watching. Dunk city. I was
1: watching that 2003 Fiesta Bowl tonight that was on ESPN, replayed on ESPN with when Maurice Clarett was a freshman and all that stuff. And I'm like watching. Oh, it the like, pass interference yeah, at the end. Of, yeah, that yeah. doesn't seem like that long ago. And I'm like, oh my god, like Willis McGahee's the running back at Miami, and Andre Johnson's the wide Dude, receiver. My, I, I remember. Was like, I was. Oh my god, these guys are all like have been in and out of the NFL for a while
0: now <laughs> dude i remember that game it's terrible i remember watching that game and we were watching i was watching it at a friend's house there was like a bunch of us watching it and uh we were rooting for Ohio state obviously because like miami was like the death star at that right. point <laughs> right. like you know what like you're like like they just seemed like they they ruled the world for those like three years but uh but like i remember the past like You saw it, and you're like, ah, pass interference, and then it there was. It seems like there was such a delay in the call. There was enough a delay that I, me and my a couple of my buddies, got up and left the house. Like, okay, we're we're gonna leave. We're gonna take off, and then someone came out like while we were getting our cars. We're like, they called pass interference. It's still going, come back in, I still I remember that, like like it was like, what are you serious like that's how, but then when I watched the replay, I'm like it wasn't that big of a delay, like how the like it, it, in real time, it just must have felt like forever, like, oh, yeah. the game's over, we're leaving, like see you later <laughs> like, um but yeah, like that was uh that was a great game, um I mean probably one of the greatest games in college football history, but whatever,
1: yeah. So I'm looking at USC's history, and let's see. Going so Ken Palm goes back yeah to I'm 97, looking at him too. Goes back to '97. Um, the highest seed they've had uh, since '97 was a four seed under Henry Bibby in 2002. Yeah. Tim Floyd.
0: Well, they finished twelfth uh, in the Ken Palm reign, so maybe they should have. Maybe they were undersold. Yeah, they were that.
1: probably underseeded, but okay, fine. And then Tim Floyd took him to the tournament three out of four years. but Although, 12th five, t- five twel- would be
0: a f- three seed, so I guess they're not in to that much. Right. You know. and,
1: and, you yeah. know, and Tim Floyd did what he had to do, which is pay players to show up. Um, so good for him. And then Kevin O'Neill took him to a first four, and that was it. And then Andy Enfields took him to the tournament twice. Uh, highest Ken Palm ranking is 49 after seven years. So
0: Kevin O'Neill, fascinating college coach career
1: yeah (laughs) what an asshole
0: (laughs) that dude coached a major program somehow in four five nine different seasons yeah including one two three four five losing seasons a, a couple a six win season and a five win season right
1: so Tennessee, Northwestern, and then he went to the NBA.
0: This is only what Kempom has too. Yeah. Like I don't, he may have. Coached. I, I'm sure
1: he was at Tennessee more than one year. Or so, um, but Tennessee in '97, Northwestern '98, '99. Did he 000. take over
0: after Lou Olson retired for that one? He like did. One year. He did. Yeah. He
1: was the interim guy and then took over for a year, uh, and then got fired.
0: Sam the Eagle.
1: And yeah, yeah. he does look like sam the eagle uh and then you know ran usc into the ground because he's an abrasive prick and uh,
0: okay so he uh he was head coach at marquette for five years that's right uh took them to a couple took him to a sweet 16 parlayed that into tennessee where he coached for three years uh didn't have a winning record in any of the seasons Um, although did go to an NIT, then coached for three years at Northwestern, uh, reached Northwestern, which at the time never reached a NCAA tournament. Um, wasn't there a team this year that's never reached an NCAA tournament that was going to possibly, I feel like there was one, like they kept talking about it. Northwestern
1: was on that list until a couple of years ago.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I remember that bit. I think they might have been the last Power Five or something. Yeah. But, uh, I I remember them t- the, like there was talk of a team all year that was like, oh, they're going to break the streak, um, but then it didn't happen. So I don't I don't know. Yeah, um, I don't know either. I I, I don't know. but yeah, th- this is a fascinating. It's a fascinating career because like he after Northwestern after we went five and twenty five and zero sixteen and Big Twelve play or Big Ten play. Sorry. He he. Uh, I mean these are Paul Wolfian – and. Um, conference record at Northwestern nine and 39, nine and 39, Mm, dude. That is, I think Ernie Kent laughs at that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, what's, I mean, what's wild is okay. So he's the coach at Marquette for a couple of years or for a few, like five years and, uh, isn't, you know, all that great. I mean, he's okay.
0: If you get, if you get tournament success, that's what,
1: right. And so his last year Marquette was really good. 24 and 9 10 and 2 in conference took him to a sweet, sweet 16. 16 so yeah. okay so then he goes to Tennessee for a few years and is pretty middling there ends up at Northwestern and actually abjectly sucks at Northwestern
0: just awful
1: um and then like i said i think i think at that point he goes to the nba ends up coaching toronto for a year eventually for uh, in 2003 2004 wins 33 games uh ends nice up players. as an assistant at arizona with lute Olson. ends up taking over for lute Olson when he has his health problems ends up getting uh booted out by lute Olson when lute Olson comes back if i remember right
0: ends up at usc what the hell was usc thing I, I don't how so how did i can't i don't remember i remember well, you following it such
1: a like train
0: wreck I, I remember following it in real time but like i don't remember why did they hire kevin o'neill like that's just not i think
1: he was seen as like a like a calming influence like a steady hand
0: you know because they were just coming off of uh the tim floyd disaster, and, yeah
1: right tim floyd was you know paying guys and oj mayo oj mayo right
0: oj's guilty <laughs>
2: that's
1: right so yeah and then he uh, predictably ran that train into the ground and got fired halfway through a season his fourth season there and uh, but i will say i do enjoy him on or when they used to have him on the pac-12 network halftime yeah. shows. And he was like, rubra, bruh, 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 bruh. and I was like, I like you grumpy old man.
0: He uh, was super grumpy old man. It was, it was very great. funny he's like, and very full they don't on play any defense. Bruh, bruh, bruh. Full on Sam, the Eagle at oh, that totally, point. Totally.
1: <laughs> yeah. But he's yeah. a kind of, you know, honestly, he's a guy who I kind of thought like might end up in Pullman eventually. <laughs> because, uh, uh. Um, And not because of anything other than he, he really is able to, uh, Like coach defense and, and kind of do things the way we think you know, you pretty much have to win in Pullman. So, um, there was a part of that.
0: Yeah, he game. has had generally had good defenses, really including good defenses. the number or the number one defense in of yeah. it uh, uh, for adjusted defensive efficiency yep. in 2010. Yep. That offense, though, <laughs>
2: yeah, uh, yeah, have you,
0: the, like, that, is, that is some Dick Bennett WSU esque yes, stuff. Is. Yes. Number one defense, yes. I, and 86.1, dude, that is one of the best of all time adjusted defenses. Yeah. Like, if you look back, 86.1 is super it's low. It's
1: crazy. That's right up there with, like, that Texas Tech Texas Tech couple a couple ago. years ago. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's that's nuts, nuts low. Like, yeah. I don't think Tony Bennett has ever reached that. But then you pair it with
1: top. the uh, 267th offense. Oh, my, oh my gosh.
0: But, and, yeah. Yeah, lost twice to the Cougs that yeah. year. Was that that Clay Thompson? No, that was that was Clay Thompson's sophomore year. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah it was.
0: But well, t- you, yeah.
1: The point of the story is U.S. is Pohn. never as good as we think it should be. So
0: they really, because are. they don't
1: care. They don't care about. They don't actually care about basketball down there. They really don't.
0: No, they like, don't.
1: Like all they really care about is football and
0: and and how's that gone recently? You know.
1: They build that nice arena and nobody actually cares.
0: God, I wish we had that arena.
1: No kidding, right?
0: Wish yeah. we had that debt money. So,
1: good for Enfield. I don't know. I guess I don't think he's on the hot seat there because He shouldn't be. Nobody like, actually really cares, but
0: Like 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 we've just like we've just expressed. He's done as well as anyone there. Right. So, and he doesn't seem to be playing Dunk City anymore, but even though he has like dudes now yeah <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> i don't know what his recruits are who are coming in though because he's gonna lose his best player and then his two yeah. other best players were seniors so
0: i think he's had a couple years where he's lost his but i think they've had a couple one-and-dones uh yeah. and then yeah Rikisevich, or rikosevich was a senior matthews was a senior yeah um I, I feel like yeah the, i don't know that like the Sturdivant dude has really bad numbers, but he seemed pretty good to me. Like it's like there was something there. Um but yeah, I don't know. Um look at this a Max Egg bonk polo. Egg bonk polo. Mm. That's what amazing. a last name. Uh probably pronounced it correctly too.
1: All right, so coming in next year, they've got is Is Isaiah Mobley
0: is Isaiah Mobley related to Catino Mobley?
1: I don't know, but that'd be funny if he was.
0: I just that's that's just two I think when I see the name Mobley.
1: So USC's got two more top. Shit,
0: Isaiah Mobley was a five-star recruit last year, so he's probably going to be pretty good.
1: So right now
0: welcome right, to usc basketball talk right now um, okay, this can't be right. podcast versus everyone
1: right now it says usc's national rank for the 2021 oh, we're on 2021 2021 recruiting class their number they've got the number one 2021 recruiting class right now but obviously there's time for that to change
0: well that's the thing about them is they um obviously in football and basketball like they sign amazing classes a lot yeah in like, so 2020
1: just, let's look at 2020 sorry so 2020 class, uh, they've got another Mobley coming in. Evan Mobley. Evan Mobley's
0: his little brother.
1: Holy yeah. shit! Five star kid, number three overall recruit. That's pretty good.
0: Yeah, and and Isaiah Mobley was a five star, number twenty three overall recruit. So Damn. They why aren't they gotten, good?
1: They must have gotten like their uncle or something to be an assistant coach.
0: Enfield's Enfield's recruiting.
1: Okay, hold on. I got to look at this because, goodness knows, you don't sign guys like that hold on all right so isaiah mobley oh wait would you look at that eric mobley is in his second season as an assistant coach
0: holy huh. shit dude good fine huh. good boy find. that is
1: so weird
0: so eric Mobley
1: is in his second season he was added to the position uh, by andy enfield on march 24th 2018 we are excited to add Eric to our coaching staff, said Enfield. At the time of the signing, he brings to our program a wealth of playing and coaching experience at a variety of levels. He brings He's to an our program outstanding to, coach and a terrific person.
0: He brings to our program two five-star sons.
1: Yeah, you're not going to believe this, but Mobley, 51, coached various AAU programs during the previous 11 years, coaching the AAU Compton Magic 1600 team the three years before joining USC. That's amazing. Uh, let's look down here. Oh, he and Nickel are the parents of sons, Isaiah and Evan. Isaiah is a <laughs> freshman on USC's team this season. The Mobleys also serve as oh, foster parents for five years to teens who are now adults. Okay. I, can, uh, <laughs> I can't make fun of that. But they are also currently nice serving people. as a host family for a Chinese student, Johnny, who is going to high school here in the States. <sighs> what a they're heartwarming nice story. S-
0: Dude, Evan Mobley's seven foot. Can you believe that?
1: This is like this is like when the Porters were coming to UW. Deb and then, and then like, they didn't and then they didn't and their dad got hired at Missouri and then magically they went to Missouri that's amazing oh my god I, and look I, listen I'm not college ha- basketball
0: college basketball recruiting is on another level I'm not like, hating on this I'm way.
1: like whatever dude you go get it I don't care like you go for it but also let's let's acknowledge what the game is right
0: right how long have we talked about USC basketball just now? <laughs> like 20 minutes?
1: I don't know. We could talk about how uh, Tracy Ford's brother only coached at Division three programs and then magically got hired as the offensive quality control assistant after being a defensive coordinator at UPS.
0: For uh,
1: And if we want to talk about how families get involved with recruiting.
0: <laughs> well, I wanted to set you up. Um, so where did he get hired, Jeff?
1: Got hired at the University of Washington.
0: Ah, uh, yes. Huh. Um, I, I'm sure because of his coaching acumen.
1: Oh, I'm sure he is uh, an offensive genius, despite having not coached offense
0: recently. Wait, so who is his brother again? Who is his, this Tracy Ford?
1: Tracy Ford runs a uh, high level high school athletic development program in Western Washington. And he notably spent the last like two years complaining about how Mike Leach did not recruit in the state, which translated Uh, meant was not recruiting his guys who got big sky offers. Yeah. Yeah.
0: My, my, my big sky guys need to sign with WSU to make me look better.
1: Really missing out, really missing out, missing the boat.
0: Need to bring back Wolf.
2: Yeah.
1: The one that got away. Like what was what was that basketball player Shit. who went to Cal. Remember that? The one that got away? Oh my god. I can't what remember year was his that? name. I don't know, it's like ten years ago.
0: I if if again. I see his name, I'll remember. Um he what, we like he literally like that was such a meme on Kook Center. Oh my gosh. Like we had the one that got away like uh acronym that yeah. we would just use. Yeah, Totka. toka 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 uh let's see, let's go to Cal. That was bone error, right? Yeah. Emerson Murray. Yeah. Emerson Murray is. Emerson
1: Murray. The one that got away.
0: Top two top for two. sure.
1: Top two for sure. So top two. <laughs> so we better tell the, we better tell the
0: backstory. All right. So
1: Wait, quickly though.
0: Okay. So Emerson Murray was a recruit. Apparently that WAC was looking at.
1: Yeah. He's Canadian.
0: He was, he's Canadian from Vancouver. Uh, he ended up uh, signing with Cal and some person decided to Who uh, may do or a, may
1: not have been actually related to
0: him. Related to him. Oh, God, I, I wish I could find that. He probably didn't even... Like, I'm going to search on, on our site for Emerson Murray and just see if it comes up. But like, I, I just... So I could read it because it's, it's art. It's found art. What do you say? Found art? Yeah. Like, it's found art. Um, it's one of the great um okay so i i did a top 10 kook center moments about it which is a meme meme in itself right <laughs> oh okay right I, long time most po- oh and in, in, in that, that i found it okay i can i can found it i found <laughs> it i found it all right all right brian hirsch the legendary brian hirsch p- talent evaluator yeah fam post entitled the one that got away
1: the one that got away I can't it's, believe you found this. That's amazing.
0: Coogs lose one of the best from 2010. This, this, every exclamation point, of course. Sleeping at the switch. Sleep, Emer- sleep at the switch. Emerson Murray, one of the best combo guards in the class of 2010, goes to Cal State.
1: That's right. <laughs> Good job, Canada. Cal State.
0: Maybe maybe he's a Stanford fan and is just throwing shade. I Could don't know. Be. It's possible. I would rate him top two, just top two of what nobody knows. Nobody knows, but top nobody two for knows. sure. Top two of players named Emerson that go to his high school. I don't know. Like it's we we we're not aware. But honestly, he is rated top two. He combines a great personality with athleticism and game that is unparalleled. That is, and then there's two un- two spaces for some reason unparalleled at his level. It is electrifying to think how he will blossom with the proper coaching. This is these are all sentences that are like one like one line each. That and with some two spaces, great talent two spaces with the ability to anticipate the play. That is it. That is all. Twenty-eight comments, which is probably a fan post record, honestly. <laughs> honestly. Uh, and this, this, this just became. Oh my god! This just became uh, a, a, a years long me month but, but anyway so I, I emerson don't you're Murray. like
1: me but don't don't you miss the days when actually we had kook center memes like when we actually yeah like when when everything was active enough that we actually like we came up with these inside jokes yeah i would rate it top many honestly i
0: would rate those days top two jeff <laughs> i would rate them top two
1: <laughs> i saw that joke <laughs> I saw that joke coming, and it was still funny.
0: So he went to Cal.
1: He went to Cal. Do you know where he transferred to?
0: Yeah, I know. I'm looking at it. He transferred to
1: Seattle U. (laughs) And
0: he was never good. And
1: he was bad.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, no no disrespect to Emerson Murray. No disrespect at all. You just have to – it's Brian Hirsch's fault, man. He
1: didn't even make it to his senior year.
0: No, he did. He no, just, he didn't. Oh, no, you're right. He transferred. He, wait, he has two junior years at CLU. Wait, what?
1: Okay, hold but on. on. Hold it's on. listed as...
0: No, he did. He played four years. I think that's an error. In, on it might, it might be. It might be. No, he just barely played his senior Although year. Although his... No, he his, played a lot, and it was just terrible. I'm sorry. He played a lot. He played a lot. And just no it one gave him the ball. Very no, listen. So his first year at Seattle U, he had he was twenty two percent possession possession, and then the next year he was ten point uh, like eleven percent. You and don't his see efficiency that.
1: Efficiency dropped.
0: You just don't see either of those things. His I th- I don't went know, up,
1: his possessions went down. His efficiency went down. That's so. Obvious.
0: Was he was like a spark plug off the bench when he was a junior, and well, then you're a starter now, and he just. Apparently got to the free throw line a bunch, but that was it.
1: Well, when your turnover rate is thirty-eight percent as a guard,
0: that's that. No, that's amazing. He had he had a eleven percent, ten point nine percent possessions, and a thirty-seven turnover rate. That and and then he had a sixty-seven free throw rate. Almost all of his possessions <laughs> were a turnover or Turnovers a free throw. Or free throw. This did, this <laughs> someone, this is like he
1: played two thirds of the minutes, and he only took uh,
0: seventy-seven, sixty-two no, no, shots, seventy-two shots, 62 and forty-two shots. free throws. He took sixty-two shots and and forty-two, and 42 free, throws, free throws, and he played a lot.
1: <laughs> he played seventy-seven percent of the minutes in conference. This play. is
0: amazing. Like that is such an incredibly he, wait, low. Wait, wait, you, wait. And,
1: Hold on. He played 77% of the minutes in conference play. So that's, I mean, if he played in every game, which he probably did, and then that would be roughly 30 minutes a night, and he took 29 shots the entire conference season.
0: 30 minutes a night. 30 minutes so, a night? 14 games. Shots. 14 games, 30 minutes a night.
1: <laughs> oh, my
0: gosh. 10 times series. is... 300 four times 30 120 420 minutes in 420 minutes he took 29 shots (laughs) we could break it down further into what their like use like their possessions was that year but i don't want to but like there so many possessions where he literally did nothing
1: (laughs) the one that got away craig the
0: one that got away Oh, my gosh. I I have rarely seen a player with this high of a uh, uh, minute percentage with this low of a usage. Yeah. And this low of a shot percentage, dude. Like, the shot percentage is amazing.
1: Like, 6%. 6%. 6%. You're on the floor for two-thirds of the minutes, and you're taking shots on 6% of the possessions.
0: Oh, the That's Seattle incredible. team was not good. If you didn't, no realize. way. That's a well. They had a winning record, though. It. They had a winning record. That this was that old, the the uh, the 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 reinvigorated whack when there's just a lot of really bad teams. Yeah. <laughs> like just a. Yeah. There was New Mexico State. Well, it's pretty much like that now with New Mexico State and a bunch of garbage. Grand I mean, Canyon. I, well, Grand Canyon's a, a program, you know. Ooh. Well, they were with they Dan were, Marley. They were until
1: they fired Dan Marley.
0: Idiots. Whatever. Um, but, yeah, Thunder Dan. But, man, Emerson Murray, what a, what a callback. The one that oh, got away.
1: The one that got away.
0: Ken Bone probably can't sleep still. Yeah, uh, down in Pepperdine.
1: Just, Living in Malibu, going, man, if only I'd landed Emerson Murray.
0: Man, you know, of all the places to just land as an assistant coach, Pepperdine is a pretty good place.
1: <laughs> that is not a bad place at yeah. all. And uh, you know, Curtis Ken Allen Bone is Curtis still Allen plenty got of... out at the right time too.
0: You know. Yeah. So good for him. And Ken Bone isn't even the most famous Ken, no famous Ken Bone at this point. <laughs> it's true. It's the, the guy in the red sweater. That's an
1: incredible callback right there. Man, we are just all about the callbacks tonight.
0: Oh, my God. Uh, hey, what what do you, what have you been drinking? <laughs> a lot, a obviously. A, a lot. That's
1: a hell of a transition. Uh, what I am currently drinking is the uh, Belching Beaver Deftones Phantom Bride IPA, which I think I've talked about on the podcast before. Uh, is one of my one of my favorites uh when i can find it
0: um you just love them deft tones
1: yeah and the the can is fantastic there's like a like a beaver skull on it and
0: holy shit dude i i toes. uh i'm just reading my post on this i did like an fjm takedown of, of a, a different of one of Brian hurts post of, oh. of a different <laughs> apparently oh my god but he wrote more than one post, apparently. Yeah. Or, or maybe I just... Oh, my God. Sleeping don't at you, the Switch. Sleeping at the Switch.
1: Don't you love it when you go back and you find stuff that you wrote and you're like, I don't remember writing that at all.
0: Oh, this, I don't remember writing this at all. I remember <laughs> getting Coug, top 10 Coug Center moments. I think I got to six. Uh, I, and one of them, maybe. I just linked one, one of them. I was just an asshole and just linked to the, to the post that I wrote. Like I went, I posted it and then immediately went back and linked to the same post. And so it was just like a cycle. Like the, the, the top six Cougar moment is this, this post right here. Like it's, it's just like a cycle um, I was very clever back in the day. That's um right. uh, you know. You're still pretty clever. Uh, uh, you know, I just don't use it. Um uh, I just uh saw his final two games this year and the coaching at Saint George's was pathetic. <laughs> Talk about a class act, he puts his arm around their coach and thanked him. So <laughs> I okay. So I can't believe. So this is my writing. I can't believe they could rob such a great personality of the MVP. Okay, so the so the hotter the competition, the better he plays. Plus, he was robbed of the MVP. It was the first time in the history of the tournament that the winning team didn't D I D I N apostrophe T have the MVP. Dot politics, you say? MVP. Dot poli- and I say the hotter the competition. No wonder he wanted to go to California. People are so much more attractive there. What with their tans and all. I can't believe they could rob such a great personality of the MVP award. Also, I'm concerned that Hirsch started having a stroke earlier. And then back to Hirsch, saw his final two games, G-M-E-E-S, this year. And the coaching at St. George's was pathetic. Talk about a classic. Put tomorrow and thanked him. And I say definitely a stroke. Man, I was so funny.
1: We did some good shit back in the day, man.
0: Uh, when the football team was bad and we had nothing to write about. Well, yeah, it, right? I mean,
1: that was the best part, right? Like that was when when we really had no choice. But oh,
0: to be I, clever. This and- is pretty funny. The first comment is we'll take a look at Brian's work. FJM style FJM um, fire. For, how
1: many people even know what fire Joe Morgan is at this point?
0: My most favorite blog of all time. Yeah. Fire Joe Morgan, um, which turned me into the nerd I am today. Um, fire Joe Morgan. FJM, so they they did a classic and um, now famous Michael Schur, who is uh, one of the greatest uh, TV creators <laughs> of known, all time,
1: known for things <laughs> other than Fire Joe Morgan at this point. You know, a cousin Moe's
0: slash blog, cousin Moe's slash a writer and, and um, I think a showrunner on on The Office, the created showrunner on Parks and, Parks and Rec, and Rec. Uh, created the Good created Place, good place. Uh, created Brooklyn Nine Nine. Um, just a talented man, but I will always think of him. And yes. Amanda has heard Ken me tremendous. say a thousand times, "This is Ken tremendous." Well, his, that's still his Twitter, it which still is his great. Twitter. yep. Um. But uh. But Brian's comment was, "We'll take a look." Brian Floyd says, "We'll take a look at Brian's work, FJM style, in quotes." And he said, "Woo!" I was worried there for a second. Good comment, <laughs> Missy. Brian, comment on the site. Yeah.
1: Sometimes. Brian Floyd definitely doesn't listen this far into our podcast, <laughs> if at all. <laughs> Whatever Floyd, people listening to this podcast are like, who's Brian Floyd? They don't know.
0: They they probably don't. They, I mean, I'm it's, sure the people that actually the people that are listening right now definitely do. My favorite definitely is, do. Maybe
1: my favorite is when Brian drops in like once a year. For like a like a like a column or something on right, it's but the
0: most popular column on the site. You're it's like you like, son you of know, a bitch.
1: Five thousand views and it's like goddamn in like you, a Brian. second.
0: <laughs> Five thousand views is not a lot of, lot for us, by the way. Shut up. Yes, yeah, yeah,
1: true. In one day though.
0: In, in it would one
1: be pretty good for me. I, a day.
0: I do remember good. that uh, that um, that Coogs drank the bar dry Auburn post. Oh they yeah. did. Oh yeah, had like. Ninety-eight thousand views yeah. in like six hours. Or something. <laughs> it was nuts. That was nuts. Uh, nothing I've we'll ever be- written. I've written to th- th- ten thousand things, and like that's yeah. nothing I've ever written will yeah. ever be read more than that. No, and and
1: do you remember when like we were at the uh, Apple Cup in I don't know whatever it was whatever the last <laughs> time was we went to the Apple Cup in Seattle. And we were like sitting in the parking lot drinking beer and like looking at the real twenty fifteen. Anal- yeah, looking at the real time analytics for all the like people coming to the site, looking at our Apple Cup stuff.
0: Look at that! Look at that! We don't do that anymore. Yeah, we just don't care. We're just old now. We just like, write whatever we want to write. Like whatever write we
1: do, whatever we want. Like this shitty podcast.
0: Man, this this particular episode. This is pretty This particular
1: shitty. podcast is pretty shitty.
0: <laughs> this is a pretty shitty episode
1: oh uh, there's nothing to talk about man this is terrible
0: yeah uh, june 15th uh we're gonna work out again we gotta yeah. lift some weights uh Ooh, okay we'll do
1: a we'll do a live podcast on people working out
0: yeah we'll yeah you know, we'll get like we'll we'll ask, ask ask wsu if we can just be in the weight room six feet away with masks on talking with their microphones yeah i'm sure and, they, yep
1: i'm sure they'll be doing that although we can we should uh we should drive over we should drive over to Pullman, man. The Cougs open. They're in phase oh, yeah.
0: two. That'd be sick. We could do that. That's a good idea. That's a good idea.
1: I don't know. Preston probably wants a haircut.
0: I need a haircut, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I know too. you do.
1: I'm I swear I I every day I'm like thinking, I'm just gonna shave it gonna fucking shave it dude i gotta
0: i have to i have to do these uh linkedin lives every wednesday for work yeah like we're like i'm hosting like a video a live video show and every week it's harder and harder make, harder and harder and i do them at 8 a.m our time so you know, like I have to like get up and shower and and like do all that, which I don't normally do because I work from home and and I've always worked from home. I do not shower or do anything before I w- wake up and start working. I just start working. Uh, but I have to like get up and I shower and I and I and I comb my hair and uh, and I and I have to every week I have to put more and more product in it to make it to tame it because uh, it's longer and longer, um, and so I uh, I def desperately need a haircut um although it has turned into a running joke on the uh the live series so at least i have that there you go
1: i don't know if i shave it i can wear hats for months I don't have to wear Dude, that's
0: lot. what like, i'm i when i do let my hair get this long like sometimes but i always just wear hats but i can't wear a hat on that thing like, again so you know i like i'm wearing a hat right now i got my uh my new rainiers hat in wsu crimson and gray it's pretty good it's pretty good yeah pretty good hat
1: hey we should talk about hats for just a second because our friend our mutual friend
0: well yeah that's what i was obviously getting into yeah with my new hat yep Dave Clark with the... uh, Who wants to be on the podcast, Jeff. Let him be on the podcast. We need to do that. We should have had him on this episode. I don't think we had anything to talk about. That'd be hilarious. Dave loves beer. Yeah. He does
1: love beer. He also loves things like soccer and he also worked in beer so dungeons and dragons like he loves all. he really loves D&D. Yes, I, he does. probably more than <laughs> soccer definitely more than soccer <laughs> my uh, my teenager decided like he saw i don't know like he saw like it on a youtube video or something D thing and he comes down and he's like dad have you ever heard of dungeons and dragons oh my god dude
0: and josh like, is definitely going to be <laughs> right get, fast forward six months like
1: <laughs> and i go i go you're yes, gonna be I, buying yes. these books. Dear. I know. Like, I said yes. Books. I heard of Dungeons and Dragons, and he's like, "Oh, like that sounds really interesting." And I'm like, oh, my God. "I can't
0: God. believe Josh hasn't found this oh, yet." Shit. So, like, oh, so sorry, I, I'm saying I'm I'm doxing your kid, but right, uh,
1: like, so that's all right. So I send an, I send a, I send a message to Dave, and I'm like, "Hey," so my teenager decided he he thinks Dungeons and Dragons are interesting. Where do I start? And so he said, "Here, here's a book that a guy wrote about." dungeons and dragons that kind of introduces them to the worlds and the people and whatever. And I'm like, okay, great. So I bought that for him.
0: And yeah, he's going to love it. Dude. I know
1: I'm going to be stuck like doing dungeons and dragons with my kid. I don't know. My mom thought it was Satanistic. So I don't know. It'd be a
0: good it. for it. Good. I mean, he'll, he'll make friends. It'll I'm sure
1: good. he will. That, like that's totally his tribe. Like it's, mm-hmm. he's, he's just such a nerd like that and he'll love it. And, You know he loves those kind of fantasy worlds, and so he'll be he'll be good. It's just it cracks me up. So so anyway, so Dave Clark loves loves Dungeons and Dragons, and uh, And Dave Dave was like Dungeons and Dragons are great. Like you can, you know, it's all about like you know teaming up with you know diverse people to accomplish a a goal, and he started like naming movies and TV shows, and you know Princess Bride and Stranger Things, and I'm like, you know, there we go.
0: Community, community, yeah. Did he name Community?
1: I'm not know? sure if he did. I can't remember all the ones he named. Might have. I been.
0: love the D and D episodes of Community. They're great yeah, episodes. Yeah.
1: So anyway, so hey, uh, if you are a you know if you are in the Tacoma, my sister
0: is really into D and D by the way. So, that's
1: cool. Might have yeah. to draw on her as a resource. But anyway, about right, the hats. About the hats. If you're in the Tacoma area, the the Rainiers slash Tacoma Defiance are uh, donating five dollars from every hat sale to what is it? Meals, right? Meals for frontline workers, or something like that. Yes. Yeah. No. Yes. Yes. Okay. Good. I'm remembering correctly.
0: Or maybe it was to uh, service. Work. I can't remember if yeah, it was, it was, was like that. food service anyway, workers. Or so
1: five bucks to to people who deserve it. And uh, so if you're if you're interested in a hat, they have all kinds of pretty awesome hats. So like actually. if you're
0: thinking of buying the hat, like it's five dollars goes to something good. Yeah. So just
1: I'm waiting for the June paycheck, so. And then I'll be I uh,
0: hat. Amanda and I sat after a few beers on like I think it was Saturday night, and I was like, "Oh, they're donating to something," and so I went on. I bought the uh, uh, the uh, '90s Tacoma Rainiers hat with like the mountain on it and like Ooh, it's spelled good. out, and yeah, a good and thing. then I bought the Coog uh, the Coog uh, uh, colored Rainiers hat, and then she got just like a '47 brand like. Uh, you know, adjustable hat. Um, so $15 out of the yeah. dollars that we spent to, um, I somebody kinda, already. I dig the nice. Cause I live hats. in Tacoma. They, do you dig what?
1: I dig the trucker hats. So I think that's where I'm going to. Yeah.
0: On. And the great thing, dude, the, I, I mean I go to a lot of games and and there's a lot of really good uh, I I there's some really good de- my favorite Defiant like one of my favorite hats is a defiance hat it's just TAC big letters yep. it's a black hat it yep. says That's defiance a great hat. on the you back love and tag Yeah I I love that hat um I already had that one obviously so I didn't buy it um but i am i love the defiance logo like they did a great job with the branding i've been wanting to buy the one that just has the logo on it but i've uh, you know you got i have so many fucking hats um (laughs) i have so many new era 5950 hats like it's ridiculous there's some really (laughs) great ones though
1: like the ones that say like defiantly tacoma like those are pretty cool. oh yeah really cool Um, there's
0: a lot of they it's cool because of uh the defiance have that relationship with the rainiers right you get a lot better merchandise, like yep. I think, because uh, they're with like an MILB team, so yep. they get like the f- the nicer hat brands. Yeah, so they, they got get the, the new era, new era, and the forty stuff. Yeah, the forty seven brand hats, the thirty nine thirty new era hats, like all the you know the trucker hats, whatever. Right. Like, so they have some great gear, um, which has made it fun. I really miss, I really miss it, man. I miss going to Cheney Stadium, I dude. I, I saw my uh, my Facebook memories. The unlimited memories. beer. Ah uh, yes, my Facebook, my Facebook memories popped up uh, yesterday for last year's Memorial Day. I took B to a rain match, and we yes, we did have um, unlimited beer. It was just Coors Light for that one. It was uh, it was like a Memorial Day special, but uh, still, whatever. I'm not gonna like. It was really hot. I'll chug Coors Lights all day. It was fine, but I had my daughter, so I wasn't chugging them that frequently. Um, But yeah, so but I I saw that like, man, I miss sport events. I love taking B last summer to rain matches, Sounders matches, uh, Defiance matches, Rainiers, Mariners, you know, and then we just haven't been able to do that. And it sucks. And I and I want that part of my life back, Jeff. I want it back. I
1: know. the closest we get is soccer halfway around the world at
0: 630 a.m. It's pretty fun, man.
1: It is pretty fun.
0: I, I, we, we, we've done a good job with that. Uh, I'm going to be, I think I'm going to watch it with my dad on Sunday, but I'm going to try to zoom you guys in. Um, and, uh, and we'll, uh, you can watch it with me and my dad. Uh, yeah. hope we get back Probably on a winning, f- get back on the winning track. Dude, they're
1: playing Paterborn. Yeah, they might, where we'll they be, might we'll be drop okay. six or seven goals mm-hmm.
0: on them. That's what I want, baby. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's just, let's just secure that champions league bid that we deserve and and uh, that is ours and uh then we then we get to watch champions league next year yeah um, that's the best that's like last so like this last year uh friggin um fc barcelona went to dortmund like you know because they they played him in the group stage so they went to dortmund and they went to camp new like so like that's freaking nuts dude like uh, I think they tied uh, in that match, but like that must like I can't even imagine the atmosphere for that with like Lionel Messi is like in Dortmund Stadium, like yep. nuts. Yep. Uh, Champions League is a great thing. Yep. Um,
1: Wish we had something like that here. No, well, we really. do. I mean, uh, kind of.
0: <laughs> the Concacaf Champions League, mm. um, which we do get some uh, cool ass Mexican teams and stuff a lot, we but. Do. Um, dudes are never we lose. heard of
1: running around, s- running circles around us on the field, yeah. so
0: beating us, uh, knocking us out of the first round of the. Oh the- no, Champions that League. wasn't
1: even a Mexican team. That was a that was con- a Mexican team. team.
0: I know. I was trying to oversell them. <laughs> shut up, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Although I will say there was some Honduran fans in the crowd, and it was pretty fun watching them I'll enjoy bet. that. I'll bet they were having. Especially a in retrospect, that the tournament wouldn't have been played yeah. anyway. So it's
2: like, <laughs> like yeah,
1: sorry. <laughs> tournament's not finishing
0: you enjoyed that way more than i would have so (laughs) yeah like if
1: they had won (laughs) and then the tournament got canceled we'd be like oh man what could have been and now we're just like yeah that's cool that's cool (laughs) yeah it doesn't really matter (laughs) okay
0: we're gonna win the club world cup that's right that was the dumbest thing i've ever heard whatever that's I, I don't know i think it's probably about time to wrap this thing up no
1: it's way past time to wrap this thing up are you kidding me
0: if you're still it's, listening it's and we're you at, have we're not...
1: like an hour and a half and i would say we're at least like an hour and 10 minutes too long <laughs> at least
0: yep if you're somehow still <laughs> listening and not subscribed, just subscribe yeah like, and Go if and you're subscribe. somehow still listening and you have not rated us five stars, you must really like this. If yeah. you went 90 minutes into this, rate us five stars. Give Please. us a comment. Please. You know, BVV till you die or whatever. You That's know. That's right. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Uh, I'm I'm the Craig Powers on Twitter. Your pod versus everyone. That's me. Mostly. Um, yeah, it, it pretty much all of it <laughs> at this point. I'm not touching that. Thing <laughs>
1: You still got the password though.
0: I do. I get all the notifications. You could jump in there. I could. I could ruin your life.
1: You could, that's true.
0: Hi, this is Jeff Nooser.
1: And I'm about to say something very controversial.
0: <laughs> uh yeah. Well, I'll I'll keep that in mind if you piss me off, Jeff.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh go kooks, Craig.
0: Go kooks.